Kyle Chargers here sitting in for Jared today. Let's go straight to the Blue Fox Heating and Cooling Hammerhead Hotline and bring in Brian Newbert from goldenblack.com. Live from his hotel room in Honolulu. Good morning, Brian. Morning. Uh, whatever time it is, sure. <laughs> Hard to keep track uh, these days, but uh, glad to have you uh, on board here. We'll talk to you for a couple minutes. Purdue gets a win last night against Gonzaga, Tennessee tonight. Uh, Purdue and Tennessee lately have played some pretty good basketball games. I would anticipate we'll see another good one tonight. Yeah, you know, they've they played three times in the last however many years it's been going back to what was it 2009 and uh the virgin islands and uh they've all been just absolutely classic games and very possible this is another one of them because uh from what i understand tennessee is supposed to be really really good uh they're always going to uh be really good defensively they're going to be really physical they're going to be really aggressive and they're going to be pretty disruptive to what purdue wants to do from an offensive perspective and I think Purdue's going to have to be really, really good and really, really sharp and really, really improve on some of the stuff. They didn't do great against Gonzaga yesterday, but won anyway. Uh, they got to – the pick six turnovers have to stop. I mean, they just have to stop. That's the uh, that's the emerging um, pathway to defeat for them if they yeah. keep turning the ball over and they keep being live ball turnovers that lead to um, – that lead the points and really compromise you defensively because Purdue's not doing a bad job defensively. They're actually playing okay. and uh, But nobody's good on defense when you're throwing the ball um, into transition fast break points. And uh, Purdue's got to do a better job on, on, in the rebounding column, which is inexplicable because that should be a strength for Purdue every single game. And I'm talking about Purdue like they're horrible, but they're obviously not horrible. They're just, this is the, yeah. this is the standard that, you know, this team should be held to that you focus on the things that aren't going right as opposed to the stuff that's going great. And, um, you know, Purdue did a great job yesterday. Season control that game, uh, was about eight to 10 minutes to go. And, uh, overcoming the fact I think Gonzaga went on a 14-0 run in the first half. I think it was a great thing for Purdue that they uh, really got pushed in that first half, but I just thought at halftime that there were some, some things going on that weren't sustainable uh, in both directions, and uh, the outcome was pretty evident, and that's exactly how it played out. So well, Purdue's really good. They just, have to, uh, they just have to be a little bit better. One of those guys who made a big difference yesterday in the victory against Gonzaga was Miles Colvin. Do you like the way that Matt Painter is is using Colvin here early in the season? I mean, had him out there for crunch time, and the young guy hit a couple of big shots. I'm shocked by it, to be honest with you. Not that he's making shots because he's he's a really talented player, but the fact that um, you know Matt Painter's always said, I've heard him say this a thousand times, that you um, it is really hard to to go out there as a shooter cold and be in a rhythm and and make shots and that it, the exact opposite has been true for, for Miles Coleman because he plays I think like 12 something minutes yesterday and about half of them probably came in really high stakes moments there at the end of halves including the end of the game uh, that he's closing games already for Purdue is an immense signal of trust and yeah 
he's making those shots when he's basically coming in off the bench cold is is just uh, I don't want to overstate this, but at least to me, shocking. Um, so I, I'm. You ask me if I like the way Matt Painter is using him. Um, sure, it's surprises the hell out of me though. Talking to Brian Newbert, goldenblack.com on the Blue Fox Heating and Cooling Hammerhead Hotline. Matt Painter is unlikely to do so, I think, unless Purdue loses at some point. But do you foresee him sometime changing his starting lineup? And it seems evident that, at least in the second half, he wants Trey Kaufman ran out there as the five guy, as the post presence. He made that change to start the second half, which I thought was a good one. Gave Purdue a little bit of a, a boost. Uh, maybe he'll do that again, which would be an unusual thing to do, though it worked yesterday. Uh, do you foresee, not tonight, obviously, in a, in a starting lineup change, but just to try to make sure that Trey Kaufman-Ren is being as productive as possible? Well, I don't think he'll mess with winning streaks um, yeah. in terms of changing the starting five, but I wrote about this after the Xavier game that the number two unit was really, uh, from an offensive perspective, really struggling, and I thought he had to stagger his rotations a little bit more um, to make sure that Trey Kaufman Wren was out there as kind of the focal point guy when Zach Eadie was out of the game, and I can't remember the exact details of the Xavier game, but that's exactly what what panned out against Gonzaga. Uh, I'll have to go back and listen to what he said after the game about how he's messed up his rotations, um, kind of in a joking manner, but you know, Trey Kaufman Ren is a guy who is is a destination player offensively. And uh, him being kind of crowbarred into this complimentary piece role next to Zach Eady is sort of has been sort of clunky thus far. They're working through it, but they're just trying to get their best players on the floor together and seeing what can happen. And uh, I don't think it's really hurt them. Um, I think there's potential to it. I can bore the I can really bore you with some kind of nuts and bolts stuff here, but you, you, you don't have a lot of time. Um, I think that when 80's out of the game, you have to have Trey Kaufman run out there, and you have to use him like you use Zach Eady in terms yeah. of getting him post-touches, because you saw this last year where uh, Trey Kaufman ran averaged like 20 points per game per 40 minutes, and, uh, you know, those minutes were uh, not the same as they've been this year. And uh, but he he's just a guy who's going to produce for you every time you go out there and you use him. It's just a matter of whether you can have two destination players together standing right next to one another in the lane. And um, but you're as you said up top here um, when Edie's out of the game, you know Trey Cotton Moran's got to be the guy you play through because him and Caleb first playing together in that second half immediately sparked Purdue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were really good, uh, really good duo there for Purdue, and both of them did positive things, it seemed. Okay, quickly here before we let you go, Brian, uh, Purdue wins tonight if, uh, what do you think? Is it simply if Purdue limits those turnovers, what, 10, 11 turnovers, less less of those live ball turnovers? Man, those were bad. Purdue actually, a couple of times off those live ball turnovers, just defensive effort prevented Gonzaga from getting an easy two points. I think Ethan Morton and Cam Heidi combined yeah. on – on one to stop. I think there was a duo that combined to get down to stop another one, but you just cannot, uh, as you said off the top, can't do that. Does Purdue win tonight if it limits limits the turnovers to, to 10 or so? 
and it has to it has to close off the offensive glass for opponents. Um, you know, those first couple games were just low major programs, just chucking threes and getting long rebounds that were coming right to them. Yeah. Now it, it's it's something that I think has to be considered a legitimate concern because I think Purdue's just getting beaten to the ball. I think they're they're giving up rebounds around the rim. I think everybody needs to be more conscious of it. I think everybody needs to be more aware of putting a body on somebody every time the ball goes up, and I'm not sure that's happening right now. Uh, why that is, I have no idea. Um, you know, Purdue's better than that. Purdue was better than that last year. Uh, Purdue's a relatively new team that's still very much a work in progress, but this wouldn't seem like something that, that should be an issue. Uh, your new guys... Um, Obviously, have to be have to be have to be ingratiated into this element of the game, but I think it's also something that you know you know falls on the returnees too. That everybody's got to be conscious of this. Everybody's got to be aware of this, and everybody has to make sure they're making a presumed strength and absolute strength. And to this point, it's been another thing that is just a vulnerability for Purdue that shouldn't be a vulnerability for Purdue. And here I am again talking about Purdue like they're terrible. <laughs> Um, uh, you, you have them under but, uh, a, a scrutiny for sure. Hey, Brian, I, I'm, I'm up against uh, the end of the show. Appreciate your time. As always, uh, enjoy the game tonight. No problem. Hey, thanks, Kyle. <laughs> you snuck it in there right at the very end. Yeah. All right. Thanks, man. We'll thanks. talk to you later. That's uh, Brian Newbert, goldenblack.com, joining us uh, on the Blue Fox Heating and Cooling Hammerhead Hotline. Do appreciate uh, his time from out there in Honolulu. All right, uh, if you missed that, we will uh, turn around, get that right back up on Twitter here in uh, just a moment. A conversation with Brian Newbert getting uh, getting us all set up for Boilermakers and Volunteers tonight should be uh, a great one. All right, uh, that'll do it for our show for today. Should be my only stand here this week. Enjoy the holiday. Enjoy the game tonight, the one tomorrow as well. Be good. This is the Hammer Down Show.